feel like it's one of the better themes for Spider-Man. Agreed. It's it's good. Like this whole like John, what's his name? I forget. What's his last name? I just we do this every time. We, we the people we want to refer you notice that the people we want to refer to we always forget their names. Yeah, yeah. In the moment, in the, we know like, it like forever, but then like when right. we put on the spot, you're like oh. Shigeru Mi Mio Fomo, Mike Tyson, <laughs> Mike Tyson, Mike Mike Hawk, what? <laughs> Michael Hawk. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Mike Hawk. Yeah, see, got the joke. There you go. Yeah, I got it. I got it, Bart Simpson. <laughs> Call him most, hi, I'm most Bart tavern. <laughs> um, no, 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 but yeah, this theme is is really good. To get back on topic, this is uh, this is the greater together theme from the new Marvel Spider-Man Two by Insomnia Games. Composers John Paisano. I knew it was Italian. Oh, look, they put that mm. Miles beat. You have to. This game is great. I know we talked a little bit about it before we uh, before we jumped right into this this cast. But uh, hi, everybody! Welcome to the Dulk Soul Cast. By the way, didn't he, we just kind of jumped right into it? But hi, thanks for listening. Uh, this is Greg, and then that's Rick over there. Yup, yep. I'm over there. Yeah, you're over there, not over here. <laughs> um, and I'm not over there. I'm over here. Um. <laughs> This game's really good, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, I know we talked a little bit about it before we jumped right into it, but I wanted to save. It sounds like there might be some interesting thoughts on your end. So I wanted to save that, of course, for the the, uh, the cast itself. And uh, here we are. Um, I am about halfway through on the story. Um, and just to let you all know, because I'm halfway through the story, uh, and I can't stop Rick, everything that he does is at his disposal and discretion, so I can't stop him if he wants to spoil something or not. But if he wants to be a considerate friend, he would consider not spoiling anything for I'm me. I'm going to spoil everything. <laughs> do it, bro. Yeah. Do it. I already platinumed the games. For yeah, those. I know. Gosh. I already like, 100% did everything you could possibly do game in game. Game short, apparently. It I did see... Okay, to be fair... 30 hours short. I did see... <laughs> I did see IGN and um, GameSpot and a few other places have been sharing um, that their own, like, their editors, their, you know, their game staff. Their game, yeah, everyone has basically shared their average playtime yeah. with the, the story. And it's about anywhere between the average I've seen is like about 19, 20 hours for the story. Um, if you want to just go straight through it without going through any side quests and stuff like that. Yeah, main story, you could probably do it like 12, 13. Uh, completionist, you're I looking at like, like 24. I felt like that because I'm like, um, I'm halfway through and I felt like I was getting... Where are you at right now? Like, what's the last thing you did? So, heads up, if you haven't played it, you know, oh well. There's but, like, I mean, there's, but, but, but what I'm about to say here is obvious. Like, you guys know... It's in the it's trailer. Yeah, it's literally in the trailer. Like, uh Peter just got his uh, Venom suit. Okay. Um, I saw it's, him it's in the, the black suit. Yeah, the black suit. Whatever. The Sorry. Black suit. Sorry. I, you know, I'm thinking of Venom because yeah, it's black. It's like, not Venom. I, I get it. I get it. It's the black suit. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love my Spider-Man. I know. Uh, I'm, I know. I'm hardcore. I know you, look, yes, I know. That's why I know this is going to be a really uh, very passionate discussion on your end because <laughs> you're a very big Spidey guy. Whip, whip. Um, but uh, he also just finished um, infiltrating uh, Craven. Uh, the, in the tux, he was in the tux and everything. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So okay. that I just wrapped up with that. So, um, or a little bit after that. Yeah, you're about. But, but I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. It's about a little over halfway, I think. Yeah, you're about a little over halfway. 
Yeah, it's good. I I, I like the story. I'm appreciating everything that I'm seeing here. I'm, I'm it's good. I I have no complaints on the story, and I won't talk about it obviously too much because I don't know the full thing. Um, I know you do, but I want to focus more like on the gameplay aspect because you had some things you wanted to share on that, or at least maybe. Yeah, no. Uh, the game itself is overall like it is a good game. Like, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, as I've already said. And as far as PlayStation goes, I mean, literally the only reason I own a PS5 is for Spider-Man, right. Final Fantasy VII, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, that's it. Like, I don't play anything else still on my to, PlayStation. Still need to play Horizon. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Now I have another game to play after um, this is all done. <laughs> yeah, I literally play nothing else on my PlayStation. I actually literally, <laughs> but when I got my Spider-Man, I actually had a literally, literally, you could ask my wife, I was dusting my PlayStation off. <laughs> I had to dust it off. I had to spray, make sure it's all good, connect it, reconnect it, because it's never connected. Right. Um, minus the power. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, it's, you know. But I felt this game, so the story is good. Um, I think they do a really good way, uh, do a really good job at tell, telling the narrative. Obviously, Insomniac is doing their own takes uh-huh. on the characters with Harry Osborne. Um you know how they portray the symbiote character of Venom uh, and Craven and things like that. So I mean, it's good. Like I, I enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of highlight moments that it had for me. There was a lot of stuff that I can tell they took a lot of inspiration right. and they remixed it their own way. And I'm talking about like Ultimate Spider-Man comics, um, spectacular Spider-Man cartoon, uh, recent comics with the. Um, I'm not going to say what comic line because for those that know it would be a spoiler, but we'll we'll just say Venom storyline recently, uh-huh. um, things like that, and you can tell they took a lot of inspiration from that and they remixed it in their own Insomniac games type sure. of way, sure. um, which I think I think it's good, um, but I'm interested to see where they go from here uh-huh. as far as the story goes. Um, there is a post credit scene to make sure you guys don't see it. And there's two. There's one that they do like the initial credits where it's like all like mm. artistic and stuff, which is really good mid-credits, art. Basically. And yeah, I guess a mid credits. And then after that, you have the actual like, you know, traditional movie credits type of thing. And I will say um, it is outrageously long. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could skip it. Like I didn't even try. I didn't want to. The credits? Like, or, yeah. Oh, the credits. Oh, I didn't want to. The credits are long. The credits itself yeah. is long. Okay. Like when it's, yeah. you know, line by line, the black uh-huh. screen, it is outrageously long. I'm uh-huh. talking like maybe 15 minutes sure. or so. But, sure. and again, I didn't want to skip it because I didn't know if I was going to like skip the actual final last scene. Uh-huh. And the very, very, very last scene is really cool. Right. Again, those that know the comics will know this character. Um, otherwise, it'd be like a lot of people, like when they saw Avengers. And to see Thanos at the end, they're like, "Uh, who's that guy? No one knows nothing about Thanos. (laughs) So the character they kind of mention at the end of this game, um, those of you that know, you'll know. And those of you that don't know, hit us up on Duxo and I can tell you who. I can give you the the, the full rundown. For sure. I'm sure Greg will probably hit me like, I don't know who this is. Because I don't think you would would know the the, the character. But I want to challenge you on that but at the same time don't tell me because i want to yeah. see it obviously but yeah. we'll, we'll see um we'll see. but yeah no so story-wise all right um my complaint with the game was it did feel easy mm-hmm. if you know how to play the game i like yeah. i said i only played spider-man gameplay wise it felt very much the same thing just with some new you know mechanics well new, that's what i was gonna say like yeah. it, it felt honestly spider-man 2 as far as gameplay goes and like visuals and all that it just felt like a diff- the very very definitive version i didn't mm-hmm. feel there was nothing new 
And that's kind of like my issue with it mm-hmm. um, is that like they added new little like abilities. Sure. But I did also feel the, the abilities were extremely limited. Like the gadgets were limited. Like you had so much, you had so much um, variety in the first game uh-huh. and even miles a little bit uh, that game. But this one, I didn't feel like you had too much of a variety. So I found myself doing the same like combos and stuff, yeah, which well, made it really easy. I felt that way in miles Morales too. Like there was stuff that I was doing. Like my, my favorite the easiest one to do is pummel, pummel, hold down on square. You shoot them up, and then you pummel, pummel, L1, R1, you thweb, th- throw them down, yeah. web, 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 and then you stick them to the ground. That's, like, the easiest one to do. And, I, and I mean, you could do that either way with Miles or yeah. Peter. And the same thing, like, I don't, I mean, there's just one combo that I'm mentioning here, but, like, a lot of the moves between the two and their mobility, their flow in terms of, like, you know, picking up, like, any, like, type of lag from, like, landing on the ground or, like... Well, I just, I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to be able, whatever I was able to do in the previous two, right? I should be able to do in this one, and like something as simple, unless I'm wrong, because I know you can parry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an ability unlocking its parry, but you can't even like just grab the enemy's guns and yank it out of their hands and then throw it back at them. You can. No. That 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 is something you can do. No, you can parry it. You can't literally. You can't. You you web. Yes, it's one of the skills you should be able to unlock. No, you you web. No. No. Right. I, I is was. It, is it only limited to the parry? It's you can parry it and disarm them. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Mm-hmm. But you can't disarm them you like you did. You can't just web them and pick up the weapon and throw it right. Yeah. You right can't back. like pick the, grab the weapon from their hand and throw it back. I do think like yeah, on the note of like throwing objects and nearby things, it's always something big. It's like what if I just want to pick up someone's pistol and just thwip and just. Well, no, that right was the, the thing is though. Like that was a big deal in the first game. Like that was one of the unlocks you did. And you don't have the ability to do the second here. game. Mm. And so there's just little things like that. Like they expanded more. Like obviously they like almost doubled the map, which is great. Right. Um, it looks nicer in a sense. Um, and then also they, what do you call it? The, the, it looks, the city seems more alive, which is great. Um, but they, and then the traversal was really good. Like they gave you the spider wings and everything. And, uh-huh. That's really cool right. and, and certain little like abilities on how you can kind of travel from island. One of the achievements is you got to literally go from like the financial district to Astoria, which is like a very long path to get to. But uh-huh. you could only do it uh, with wing lighting. Uh-huh. No swinging, no nothing. Um, so you have to get a little crafty. And that was, again, it was easy to do. It took me like my second try. I was like, oh, okay, that's how you do it. I do like in terms of flow. Um, with like pacing, I think the fast travel, like the, what they've come up with with the with the uh, the web wings, it's so fun. I, I love gliding in that. I love how it's so easy to get across between the bridge between both sides of the city, and I rarely ever want to do the fast travel on the map because it's so fun for me to web glide. I found myself using the ma- uh, fast travel like towards the end of the game, like really quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because well, I'm not it, there it, yet, so it maybe. gets it gets kind of repetitive. Okay. Um, and then the other thing too is just there wasn't a lot of side stuff. That was my big thing. There wasn't a lot of side stuff. I did. I kind of noticed that. Like, I felt like in the first one, because I could tell you right now, if I'm being brutally honest, if you boot up my save file for Spider-Man Remastered on PS5, there's a crap ton of stuff I haven't done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and I've done. I've done each side mission before i'm saying i haven't because there feels like there's so much for me to do this one i'm like looking around the map like i told myself i'm going to go into this not making that same mistake again i want to yeah take my time that's why like i haven't gone as far in the story because i said i'm going to take my time i'm going to do all these side quests yeah 
as I go, so I have something to do, so I'm not I, rushing I, the story like I did the first. I one. refuse. I refuse to do the next story mission until I do all the side stuff first. That's how I wanted to approach this one, yeah. right? I wanted to do that, but when I look at the map, I go, "There's not really much for me to do." No. I mean, there's yeah. some stuff you unlock as you play the game. Like, sure. uh, I think, I think at this point, you've unlocked just about everything that yeah. you can do in each district. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there isn't a lot, and then there isn't a lot of like main side missions. Like, there was only a few side missions I felt, yeah. and there's not a lot of variety of like the side villains. Mm. There's maybe like one. I think it's like the Mysterio missions, and then. There's another one that it's more of a tease than anything, but like I was just like, I don't know. Can I just vent about why Mysterio is limited to miles? Like I don't get that. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Why is why are Mysterio's missions only limited to miles? I don't know. I guess I I, I, I guess in this game universe, he's more of a, a rogue for him. Rogue, for, yeah, maybe. But I'm also like, I mean, it's to what, give like, it's did, to okay, give here, Miles here, purpose or here, something. Tell, I don't know. tell me this did. Did that? Did those have anything to do with the story at all? Main story? Yeah. No. no. That's what I thought. But so that's I'll, what. But that's what I loved about the side missions in in the um, first one. And and yeah, in the first one, in the Spider-Man games is that they're not necessarily main stories. They're like mini stories that in, that really focus on these. So villains. was this side quest with Mysterio a mini story in itself yeah. or no? Yeah. yeah was it? Good. Was it good? Like yeah. okay, I think it's essential because you need to complete his challenges so you can get hero tokens. Uh-huh. And there's very few ways that you can get hero hero tokens, and that's how you can upgrade certain things, uh-huh. um, like the suits and uh, abilities and stuff like that. So okay. it is critical to do them mm. um, and try to get like as gold mm. as much gold as you can when you do. Right, it, which they were all very easy. Yeah, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like the game was very easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was a good game. Yeah. I mean, I'd give it a um, for what it is. I mean, I'd probably give it a uh, eight s- and a half. No, that's too low. Nine, either a nine or nine point five. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a nine. So I would give it a nine out of ten. Um, the first one's still a ten out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles is for what it is because I knew that. that. I've always said from the jump that game is literally just an expansion. Yeah, it's not. It's an, the way people carry it as its own full fledged game. Now nah, it's an expansion. So for what it is as an expansion, Miles Morales, I'd give that a nine point five out of ten. Um, and then this one, um, mm-hmm. Spider Man Two, I'd give it. A, what are some things that you desire for a hypothetical third Spider Man? I want and don't share anything obviously with post credits of course but like in terms of like the things that you described I can already imagine the things that maybe you desire from what you've spoken up about like being like well I want I want more I want more of the rogues I want more missions I want like I basically I think they did a lot of great in the first one a lot of good stuff in miles that they introduced and then a lot of good in this one if they can somehow capture all of that Mm -hmm. and put it in one then great Mm mm-hmm because I feel they substituted a lot of like things that they could have done in Spider-Man 2 to highlight the whole storyline and the ability of the like they I think they expected the concept of the symbiote and the abilities the black suit and all that to really carry yeah which I mean again after a while because like now like like right now after I have 100% it like if I go back into the game there really isn't nothing to do even like the little like pop-up because you you'll have like pop-up crime battles you always have those it's it's very generic yeah you know what I mean so it was just like mm, where I feel like in Spider-Man 1 like those are still kind of fun I think the big thing to take away from this is because it sounds like yours and my thoughts are pretty similar. I feel like maybe you were more a little, um, feel like there was a little bit 
more to be desired. I'm still playing the game, so I can't say my final thoughts on it, of course, but I think you and I can both agree that there's a lot of good in this being that fast travel is appreciated. Um, I literally like the, the movement, the flow of it is it's like you said, I'm not saying it's a bad game. Like it's don't get that twisted. Like it's a fantastic game. Absolutely. I'm saying like what you're saying. And I think what I agree with is that this is the definitive version of Spider-Man from insomniac, which is always desirable, right? That's what we want. Um, but there's more areas of opportunity that. Maybe- well, and again, I think they were testing new things because this is this one's the first one that introduces going back and forth with two main characters. Yeah. So now, what does that look like in the next game? Because not to no no non spoilers or anything, but I can see them opening that up, or mm-hmm. they. No, I, I can't say because then it would just be more of a spoiler. So I can't talk about this aspect of it. But the aspect I'm I'm getting at more, I guess, is just when you have a variety of characters, how does that look like? And I'll give the example of Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay. They did a really good job with the the three um, the three characters that you're able to play and the way the missions worked and the way the story. And that game had a lot of longevity. So yeah. that's what I'm saying is they got to find a way that you can make this longevity go with whether you have two playable characters, three playable characters or four playable characters. Sure. They has to have their own thing. And this is like, to your point, like miles was only able to do mysterious stuff. I like that, but there wasn't enough of it. There There wasn't a lot of missions like that. Like there were some missions that Peter can do, but it was like one or two, you know what I mean? And then, so there just wasn't a lot of side stuff. I Mm -hmm. felt the game was heavily driven by the, the, the campaign, Mm -hmm. the main mission and realistically, if you just do the main mission, mm-hmm. you, you'll beat it really fast. Sure. And it, it, if you don't do none of the side stuff, the main mission will become difficult mm. towards the middle. And toward, once you get a little further in the game, it, it, it will get harder mm-hmm. if you haven't done the side stuff. Because I refused to do the next main mission until I do the side stuff, it beefed my character up. So I had like almost everything, all the abilities, everything already unlocked by the time I was like halfway through the game. Mm. And my Spider-Man was like OP. Right. You know what I mean? I can do every combo. I can do every little thing. I like how on that note of like abilities, I really like how they uh, streamline the skill tree that there's an like if you unlock one, you unlock for both Miles and Peter. That felt like it didn't feel redundant to me. Um, yeah. Well, it, it made sense because they're yeah. the same. It, right, it only right. separated when they had their own unique abilities. I want to see more. But even that of, was I was going to say, yeah, even yeah. that's like very. Yeah, nothing. I want to I want to see more of that, though, like more expansion across individually like peter and miles and yeah. set that part more distinctively apart from each other because like you said earlier like a lot of things of course are going to be similar because they're both spider-man but i like that miles of course his character's always been very electric you know heavy and peter is of course classic peter parker spider-man but like what can you do to really set that apart because i could tell you right now i feel like i could play any mission with either character and not really care or feel too much of a difference. Like, yeah, their movesets are different, but like, tell me how, like I played. So that's funny. You bring that up. So I actually found myself playing more as miles than Peter. Yeah. That's where I'm finding myself. Cause, Peter, right cause miles, yeah. his abilities make more sense to me. Sure. Um, I mean, I get it. And don't get me wrong. Once you get Peter, like once you unlock some of Peter's symbiote stuff, mm. he's, he becomes way OP. Like, oh, I've already, I've already felt it just by getting the black suit. Like I can already. No, tell. there's there's more. Wow, there's more. And 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 you get he be, there's there's um there's there's a certain mission you do and things happen and mm. 
you'll get like the definitive version of Peter Parker sure. and the and and the suit. Sure. Um, so it's pretty. He once you get that point, he's he's like a ridiculously nice. OP. But before that, I was finding myself using uh, Miles a lot more because I mm-hmm. liked his moves, I liked his, his combos, um, I liked his invisibility. Um, I just liked a lot of that for sure. Well, cool. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Spider Man Two and yours. I think uh, if you guys have anything you want to share with us, definitely keep us in the know how and uh, whatnot. Reach out on our socials. We'll keep the discussion going as always. But Spider Man wasn't the only game that came out on that same day last weekend. We also got a little bit of It's a Me, a little bit of Mario in there too, a little bit of wondrous action. So um, you just got your game recently. We did a little unboxing on Instagram. So yeah. the little. Um, Japanese edition pre-order bonuses and stuff, which is pretty cool. I haven't seen it yet in person, but I watched that little live you did. That was pretty neat. Did you get to play any of it at all? I just played the first mission. And what'd you think? It was all right. It was all right. It was Mario. And that's where the discussion ends, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm going to say one quick thing, though, because it really, to that point, though, on a serious note, there really isn't much to talk about when it comes to Mario, but I, I figure... You got to mention it because it's, you know, it's Mario. But um, I'm going to be the first one to say it here between the two of us. Elephant Mario did not need to exist in this game. And I actually don't like that ability at all. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, there are some moments, because I'm about three, I'm, I'm about to enter the fourth world right now. And there are moments where I want to enjoy like the wonder seed segments, like when everything goes all wondrous and you're like on an acid trip, <laughs> basically is what I, what I refer to it and look at it as. And sometimes I look at elephant Mario and I go, why are you here? Like you're, you're big and you have a trunk that swings at things and okay, cool. You can water flowers, <laughs> but what serious ability do you have that makes me go? I need elephant Mario because at first, I thought Elephant Mario held a lot of weight and, like, his mobility was going to change, like, in terms of, like, his weight and his strength and things of that nature. But it it doesn't. You could still push, like, because, like, in the footage, you could see, like, warp pipes being pushed around and, you know, bricks being broken and things like that. But you can do all of that with certain badges and with other power-ups. Like, it's like, this really feels like a it just feels like something to present as something new and different and it doesn't fit with the the flower kingdom theme either and so i'm like what's the correlation of this elephant apple elephant fruit where does it tie into this and and nowhere in the game at least that i've seen and and again this is a mario game so stories stories like obsolete in this case we don't need to get into detail about it because you already know but doesn't fit in my eyes like in mario brothers 3 or world or even 3d world cat mario all of those of which their abilities in their respective lands or levels that you go through made sense cat mario on cat bell hill you know you're you're going up you're climbing up it had some type of gameplay (laughs) resonance with with what the ability is the the structure that you have to go around made it feel like you could do so here's my rule of thumb on power-ups your power-up has to be good to the point where you as the player feel incentivized to 
want to use that power up, right? Like, you the, do- like the fire power up. Like, right, the that's fire, like, that's yeah. like an automatic. That's, that's an automatic, yes. Always. You can it's, instant kill people. Exactly. <laughs> but if you're good at Mario, you don't need a power up at all. That's that's how Mario should be. That it's, yeah. it's a matter of skill, right? But it's also a matter of enjoyment, too. How do you play Mario? Do you play as little tiny Mario the entire way through? If you do, you're a badass. But there are some areas that you're going to cu- overcome like objections on where you're like, shit, I really wish I had that cat bell so I can climb up that thing really easy and just prounce on that bad guy. Or um, or, well, the only, like, or, the, or, or, or like swimming, right? Maybe you want the frog suit, right? So you can swim a bit faster. faster yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. All this stuff, right? In every level, there's something that ties to it that makes sense. Elephant Mario doesn't have that at all. And the the only and, thing and, I saw in the first mission, because I only played the first level, sure, I sure. played it. I've been too busy with my Red Dead on, the, on Switch. <laughs> but um, what do you call it? The only thing I've you, noticed... Oh, you've been playing Red Dead? Yeah, I've been some, playing Red Dead. How, how, really quick, how, how does that look? Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Good. It's basically the definitive way to play Red Dead Redemption. Mine is multiplayer because it doesn't have multiplayer. One or two? The first one. It's the first one? Okay. Yeah, it's the first one. Okay. So you have the Undead Nightmare and you have all the DLC. It's basically Sick. the Game of the Edition. Mine is multiplayer. And it's handheld that looks good? Fantastic. Awesome. And it I mean, plays, I, know, I know it's the first Red Dead, but like... And it, it plays good. I know it wasn't like a graphically intensive game, but it, I mean, you saying that really makes me happy to hear. So that's cool. Um, but anyway, back... Sorry. Uh, but anyways, yeah, what I, the only thing yeah. I noticed was that there was like certain like plants that you had to... That you can water, to your point, the water ability, which... Sure. I would have been... You could have just given them the freaking sprinkler system from Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he like... You you uh, water certain little things and, and it, it, it breaks the open the... Points. Right, yeah. yeah. So there's seeds on the ground, right? Yeah, there you and go. You the open the, and you open those up. It's like... It looks like almost like a, like a walnut, honestly, on the ground. A and you, white, dried walnut? Basically. <laughs> and you water it with the Elephant Mario trunk. And... It opens it up and you get the purple coins or the, you know, the, I don't forget, I forget their name already. Gosh, I'm fading on Mario. I'm fading on Nintendo, man. I, I used to know the names of everything, every enemy, every ability. I used to know everything, dude. Now I'm, now I'm losing it. But you would get like purple coins or like the next, like, cause you notice it's kind of like trinklets. Like you open one and it opens up to the next and you follow it and eventually you get led to the wonder <clears throat> seed. But really, you're telling me you made a power up just so I could water flowers? Like, yeah. you could have absolutely like. But it also, you also have the strength. It, you can break. Really. You can break certain blocks. You can, but it's like what I'm saying is like other abilities allow you to do that too, and like, or even if you ground pounded those, you'd be fine. I get that they like the level that they've given. In some levels, you could see like the bricks there. They're on the side, and you can't ground pound from up top, and you kind of go. Okay, well, now I need to ram into this. So you need a bowl to come in to ram into it for you, or you get the elephant. And that's cool, but that doesn't. It's not the same kind of like desire or like urgency that I have with like other abilities that Mario's had in the past. And this one feels. I'm not saying it's awful, but it's definitely something where I go, like, okay, the only reason I'm using this elephant apple right now is because I need a power up so I can actually keep an extra hit on my. You know, yeah. my damage ratio. And I really, I don't know. And, and and then one last gripe. I feel like I'm hating right now because it's not awful, but hey, it's like, hey, it doesn't, hey, hey, hey. it doesn't feel like it fits in with like the, you know, the tradition of other power-ups. But the last thing I'll say is anytime Mario also inherits an ability of like an animal or something of that nature, right? He doesn't become that creature. He absorbs it. Like Cat Mario, he's he's wearing like 
sorry, PETA, a cat suit. <laughs> he's not a raccoon or a tanuki. He's he's tanuki Mario. He's wearing a suit. He's not a frog. He's wearing a frog suit. And this one, it really he's literally an elephant. elephant. And I'm like, this looks like some illumination seeing elephant merged into the movie. Hey, could that be why? <laughs> could 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 Universal have had some influence on Nintendo to go, hey, can you make something that looks a little bit like reminiscent of our other IP? Like that that would be just great, you know. <laughs> but I, I don't know if that really is the case. Yeah, well, you know, the one with all the animals. Sing. That, yeah, 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 right, right, right. I'm thinking it looks like one of the elephants from that Sing. Movie. Yeah, Sing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Sing. I keep telling you the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Sing, yes. Um anyways. That's, I don't really have much else to say on Mario. It's fun. I'm enjoying I gotta it. play it more. I'm enjoying it, and uh, no, no real major complaints besides Elf. It's it's a it's a gripe. It's not it's not detrimental to the gameplay. The game's fun. I love it still, um, and I love the animation, like the the expression in this game. It's very yeah. colorful, very animated, and it's it's awesome. It's wonderful. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, wonderful. That's all I gotta say on that. All right. Well, let's pivot from. Video game chat. Why? To other chat. What are you talking about? What are we going to talk about? What are, you, what are you talking about? I had you watch a movie recently. Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Oh, man. Man, this guy is, man, he got all scared. Uh, Don't be oh, scared. I was, I was a little bit, you know? Don't be scared. Yeah. Why, want, why, why are you stroking your mic like they that? Wanna, I'm not stroking my mic. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, it's this a, guy's like taking his finger across his mic, and he it's looks a rubber like, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I hear, I see that, but I'm like saying, like he, he's he's taking his finger and running it across the mic, almost like as if you have like a pet cat in your lap, and you're like stroking the cat, and you're just like freaking uh, <laughs> Doctor Evil's cat. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Or um, what is it, Giovanni from Pokemon? He's got his uh, oh fuck, why is it, why is it like phasing me now? The name of the Pokemon. What, what's 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 the what's the cat's Anyway, not Meowth, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> why? I don't know why my brain operates the way it does. Yeah. Um, I really don't. But, yeah, you want to go there. You want to talk about that. Yeah, cool. Man. Well, a little bit of a tone shift, I guess, is what we're going to get into because I was feeling pretty good. Now you now you just want to put me down here. No, I'm kidding. I'm good. <laughs> That's that's not very. Uh, I mean, you were pretty negative about Mario and his elephants, dude. <laughs> not very. Woohoo! You just, you just. Yeah, now man. we're. People want the real, the real, real. We don't open up enough about it, and I feel like in the last couple episodes, if you guys have been listening to the last two, especially, um, there's been a lot of shift in my life, as I've said. That's a very common phrase I've been saying that, but I think it's the best way to describe it. Um, it's been a lot of discovery and rediscovery um on my part and uh well all right you had you said before the cast how much am i going to open up on this and i'm I'm going to go ahead and open up on it well i mean before oh, you oh, a little before, bit a little before you open a little bit i want to shed some context a little bit so Be- well hold on before you okay. before you open up like first off you don't overthink anything i'm not over because that's because that's 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 what i feel a lot of a lot of the stuff comes into play, but I just, I, I do want to say like, yeah, it is going to be like kind of a shift tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's cool. I think it's, 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 uh, mm-hmm. it's something you've been wanting to do. You've been wanting to do something like my old, my, my other podcast where we're kind of get really real and deep. Yep. Um, I think it's a good opportunity, but I will have to say like beforehand, like this is a very, 
I don't want to say a sensitive subject, but it is something where we both have totally points of views. And so trigger warning for me. Yes. Well, <laughs> it is a trigger warning from my side of things because I, you know me and I have a very right. Uh, doxo <laughs> point of view. And I know it's not a favored mm. point of view with a lot of people. So I just want to say beforehand, if, and if I say anything and people will, you get all mad, let me, Hey, just understand it's my opinion. I don't preach about it. I don't pass teach anything or anything like that it's just my own personal way of how i view life and everything and that's it um so i don't i don't want anyone to get twisted on that um it's basically going further into like my my mental health in the last let's say say the last decade really but i mean more specifically in like the last maybe five years so half a decade um but i want to share context a little bit before we get into this so um i am 27 years old currently about to be 28 in a few months but i am the oldest of four in total siblings um all of which were at a very early age um probably some, uh, i think most of us were more than five like four in that when we were diagnosed with autism and so my outlook on my perspective on life is very um it's different from my siblings and I um so I'm there's there's four of us I have two brothers and one sister and uh my sister and I are what we consider to be the more or what most people would consider cuz you wouldn't know unless we told you which I don't think anyone had any suspicions about any of this before I brought all this up <laughs> um high functioning in terms of being able to socialize, have a job, drive, um, be um, coherent and comprehensive to things, right? Partake in events and things of that nature, right? Form an opinion, right? Um, But a lot of that um, is challenging because this wasn't something we had a choice on. This is something we were born with. And uh, it's more or less a because there's a lot of misinformation about there and there's a lot of people that um will take things under a different light in the wrong tone so they can give themselves an identity and um this is not one of those things so um here to provide my perspective on that like i am challenged in terms of understanding things like social cues what's appropriate what's not um, reading like energy in the room, um, balancing priorities, um, spending a proper balance between, um, things with like my social life, my loved ones, my family, um, my like recognizing how to develop. Right. So all of this is to say, um, my perspective and everything that I'm about to share with you here on this experience that I, because this is just, again, this is all just context I'm giving you. So I'm not trying to make this too long, but my words, my thoughts um, can sometimes be a little bit misconstrued by others because I may have a hard time conveying what I'm thinking, or maybe I'm misinterpreting things in a different way. But my intentions have always been to be a good, honest person and to, um, engage and be involved with others just like anyone else would. So um, this is not an identity like some people claim for it to be. Um, there's a lot of young adults out there that I've noticed in my age group and a little bit younger and above um, that have 
decided to say, hey, that's my autism speaking. That's my that's my quirk of autism talking or whatever as an excuse mm-hmm. to something. And I go, that, that's not entirely correct. Like you're writing that off as an excuse for yourself right. to avoid something. Right. And for those people who have been vocal on the internet and in other areas for many years, like the last two decades, three decades, we'll say, cause I'm almost 30. Right. Like, it's a lot of misinformation that's spread because they're the ones that are the most vocal and they speak for this mind, like pretty much minority, but it's not really a minority, but it's like these people that like myself and my siblings who can't always speak up for themselves or share because there's, there's things like embarrassment, things like, um, shame or, um, maybe guilt or, um, I don't like using this word because it's overused a lot. Anxiety, right? Um, the, the meaning of that word has been overused and right. redundant and has lo- it's been oversaturated. It's lost its meaning, right? Um, but that comes with that sometimes, right, when we speak up on yeah. things. But there are people who say they have this, this disability, ASD, right, um, that speak for us and that's misinformation now when i'm actually speaking up or my sister or anyone else that i know um that speak up about how we how we actually perceive and experience things um it's not looked in the same light because they go well isn't that just this and we go no (laughs) that's not it at all (laughs) actually (laughs) and uh it's funny I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna shout out my sister here really quick actually um there's a time where she and i both have been like during like april the most, the most uh, unappreciated month of our lives every year. Happen- <laughs> yeah. We actually have her as a live audience today actually listening. Yeah, so She's yeah, flipping yeah, you off right she's now. She's flipping me off right now, but I think she's flipping off the scenario because she knows exactly what I'm about to talk about here. <laughs> you go to a Dollar General, you go to a GameStop, you go to a Target, you go to wherever, and sometimes they ask you, do you want to round up your change to Autism Awareness Month? And I go, uh... hey, that's my money. Where, where's where's my contribution? Where's where's my royalty? Where's my ten percent? My where's royalties. <laughs> where's my blue money? Where, yeah. Again, this is not meant to be. This is this topic is not about autism. But I wanted to share this piece as it's a very, it's a very intimate and very important part of my life. And if any of you cherish the things that I say with you guys on here and other platforms, I hope it allows you to better understand or even, or even resonate to some degree on how I speak and how I partake in things with the community and um, how I develop my career further and myself as a whole. So um, just as a whole to anyone that's listening that may have similar experiences, I want you to know, um, that you were heard and you were supported by the right people. And that, uh, I hope you also find some connection with me now that I've shared that. But now to get into the actual meat of things, I have been experiencing, um, some just life challenges, right. With managing, um, my development, um, with my life in terms of, um, expectations like goals that are expected of me from family from friends from colleagues things of that nature right um in terms of maybe one day buying a house setting up you know a good stable financial situation finding you know a lifelong partner finding um peace simply and we talked a lot about this last time how i've been on a 
soul seeking journey and have mm. been sharing a lot of my my thoughts and my findings and because that's the kind of person I am. I want to share my uh, my discoveries with others so they don't have to go through the same level of um, frustrating tenure that I have over the years. And uh, <laughs> I've recently come to a point where I've blown up. <laughs> I mean, I, everything that you see on the internet, guys, is is perception. It, it, it's, it's not fake because everything I share is authentic. But that's the thing about the internet. Who shares the bad stuff? Yeah. We only share the good stuff, right? And you think to yourself, wow, I want their life. I want that for myself. They have it so perfect. And I've had a lot of comments and a lot of people tell me, Greg, you're doing so good. Greg, you're doing amazing. It's like the comedian clown where, uh, you know, he's telling all the jokes and making everyone happy, but the clown himself is sad. Right. Exactly. It's like that. that, that that's why they're the clown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, well, I don't think I'm a clown per se. <laughs> I, uh, no, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm a clown guys. <laughs> no, your voices, dude. <laughs> I'm, I, I, <laughs> oh boy, I'm a clown guys. I'm going to go ahead and make you laugh. <laughs> no, anyway, um, <laughs> um, because with. I'm secretly depressed. <laughs> No. Okay, Robin Williams, calm down. <laughs> hey, I didn't say, whoa, 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 whoa. Rest in peace to a no. amazing soul. But anywho, um, I, I, had, I had a blow up. Yeah, I want to get to the point. I had a blow up. And uh, I felt like after years and years and years of talking to close friends, loved ones, and family, especially family. I'm going to emphasize on that last one. Family. Um, I'm sure many people can relate to that last one. Talking with family can be difficult, especially right. if you have a really tight knit relationship with them and you have that bond established and you have that level of trust established. For me, it's always been a complicated road, um, to go down, to get to that point, which is inevitable going to speak to my parents in this case, um, my, my mother my father and occasionally my sister <laughs> and having this idea, this notion in my head that there is this expectation I need to fill because they're counting on me. They're depending on me to, or they're maybe not depending on me, but they want to see something of me because they know of my potential. And I feel I'm at a crossroads where I know what I'm capable of doing. I know what I'm capable of accomplishing I know the skill sets that I have. And it's not to be selfish or boast about myself, but I know because it's shared with me constantly. Gregory. Constantly. Gregory. Wow. I, I said Gregory. Yeah, I heard that. It's <laughs> yeah. all right. I was going <laughs> to. No, no. I was going to bazinga. No, but no, all no, right. no. It's all, where, where's the thwomp? Where's, where's the thwomp? I don't know which one the thwomp was. <laughs> no. There you go. Well, I powered up and then went. And then I went. Yeah. Um, you lost the elephant suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anywho. Um. Constantly, I've been told, Gregory, you're doing so good. You, yeah, you yeah. have you have great abilities. You have you know you have a great imaginative mind. Yeah. You create cool things. You speak well to people, and it's because I have that passion to want to bring people together. That's why I we've created this cast together. It's why I've hosted tournaments in the past. It's why I'm usually the party host for parties and special occasions. But I don't take enough time to really focus on what I want. Mm -hmm. And I have been trying really hard in the last 
I'll say, I'll say the last year because um, I had a departure of a long, nearly three year relationship that I had exited out of that promoted and pushed me to go, why am I not happy? Oh, shit. It's because I'm not happy. <laughs> so who would have thunk, right? So I've spent this last year off and on because that doesn't mean I've messed up along the way. Who doesn't? Um, but I've been working really, really hard to figure out what I want for myself and how I need to accomplish it and to be good with my truth and to remind myself that the only person I need to make sure knows that truth and believes in that truth is me because that's what's going to propel me forward. I right. can't support anyone else. I can't be a mentor or a, um, you know, a, I, I can't be a line of support. I can't be a good friend. I can't be a good partner. I can't be any of those things unless I have myself at a full hundred percent. Right. The common analogy is how can you fill someone else's cup to a hundred percent if you don't even have a full cup yourself. Right. Um, and my cup right now is not 100%. It's like maybe if I'm being generous, it's probably about 70%. If I'm being brutally honest, it's probably about 45, 50, right? And I felt like after years and years of talking to my family and close friends, loved ones, right? I was ex- exhausted of what do I do? I don't, I don't need advice. I want someone to listen. And so I did what, I did what I thought was best and I was out for an evening walk and I decided I'm going to go ahead and broadcast my thoughts to the world. (laughs) Looking back at it now, I'm kind of like, maybe not the smartest choice, but it's okay because it led me to you and you listened and you stuck with me the entire way. And, uh, you gave me some really interesting, uh, perspective and even provided me something to consume. (laughs) Recently, <laughs> uh, I'll let you kind of chime in here on this one. Yeah, man. So, I mean, you you said a lot. I did, and you know, you know me. Like, I'm not perfect in any shape or form, and no. a lot of the stuff. The thing that's different with me with a lot of people is that I just don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but that's the truth. And for honestly, a lot of people sometimes I feel that way though too. Really. But, but that's the thing. It's 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 not as simple as it sounds though. Like right. there's an art to it. There's a uh, meditation to it. There's, there's a behavior to it. to it. There's yeah, dude. There's a lot of stuff to it. And it's it's hard. It's it, it's a mentality. It's hard to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to achieve, and yeah. I feel like that's where I'm at. And but the journey of that is obviously a lot different than what your journey is but the journey that i've been through is not what a lot of the today people go to the young adults they don't go through it they they there's more labels you know i I appreciate you saying you know your perspective on like time autism and how like to use like the real meat and potatoes of things and then there's people that use that as an excuse because there's a lot of people that use these things as excuse yeah you know and it's like a way of just saying oh well you know they have this condition, quote unquote. So therefore, you know, let's go ahead and give them a pass or right. give them some pills to take or some shit. And it's just like, dude, like, where's the hard work? Right. And that's what people don't want to do nowadays is the right. hard work. And so for me, I've I've had nothing but hard work. I didn't have social media. I didn't have people near me that knew these things or talked about these things. Like to me, the vocabulary of autistic the uh, depression a stress and like that shit didn't exist for me and i don't allow myself 
to acknowledge those things. You weren't brought to awareness of it because it didn't pertain to you. It's I, I well, wouldn't say I wouldn't, well. It's not that it didn't pertain to me. It's the, the well, environment. Autism, autism did it. Just to clarify, because you 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 said autism, and the, along with well, all those, yeah, yeah, all of those. Right. Like I kind of anything. If there's something out there that we can label, and again, this is where I know I fucking lose people, but this is just my point of view. If there's anything that we can label and, and quote that we can put a fucking chemical thing to it, like ADHD and all this other bullshit, like that to me is, is garbage. To me personally, it does. I cannot accept that it's something that exists in in that nature of there are challenges that we have, but how can we overcome it? Because yes. I've, I've never had that. And for me, I've experienced them, right. but I've never called it that. And I found a way to overcome it right. without any support or any of that literature behind it. You right. know what I'm saying? So this is why you don't hear me preaching to the heavens. I have autism. Yeah. I shared it with you all today that are listening because it gives you better clarity on yeah. who I am. Sometimes when I feel conflicted, like like I'll I'll say it right now. At my job, I actually recently opened up about it because there was a challenge I was having with my job. And I think there was a communication misunderstanding between us, but also a level of priority and like just comprehending the importance of something. Maybe I wasn't grasping it or maybe they weren't grasping what I was trying to say was the importance, right? Yeah. However you want to spin it. But I share it when it feels like there's no other option because then it opens up more options and not because I'm using it as an excuse, but because it allows you to understand me better. I don't yeah. go around using it as like, well, this is why and I don't have to do this. This, I mean, even if like here, I'll say this too. If you don't, if you don't have a diagnosis right now, but you feel like some of the quirks or some of the things that you, well, I shouldn't even call them quirks because that's almost like an excuse in itself. If you have challenges, if you have things that you've experienced in your life and your childhood growing up that have made things what you feel is difficult because it relates or resonates with people on ASD, then yeah, you don't have to get a diagnosis because if you've already come this far, yeah. if you told a psychiatrist, they're going to tell you, you have it. Because you're feeding them that information. Yeah. But if you they feel you have... Right, exactly. And, and they're going to give you medication or they're going to give you... Before, you know, before it was, I want to be a cop, firefighter, and yep. a fucking nurse. Now it's like, I want to be a psychologist. <laughs> like, but ain't nobody... Ain't nobody skilled to be a psychologist. <laughs> well, you and I have a differing opinion on that a little bit, right? That, but oh, we always but, have. We, we always. That's what makes <laughs> us very doxo, right? We're very unique in that sense. But what I am saying is, if you have challenges like this... And you've come this far, you don't need to get a label to overcome those objections now because you've yeah. already had that awareness built in this moment thinking, is this what it might be? Is that what it might be? Oh, that makes more sense. But you don't have to go get a label for it because you could actually do something with that time yeah. and money right now overcoming it because you you were no different before without a label right what 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 good does it what purpose does it serve you to have that right now as opposed to the last let's just say 25 years that you didn't right yeah. or 30 years that you didn't exactly so that's where you and i agree what yeah. can you be doing right now instead to of me, to, well to me too it's yeah. for me it's it's it doesn't serve me in any way so to me it's useless it's right. not going to benefit me in any way it's not going to propel me in any way so right. i'm at the point in my life where i just it's very easy for me mm -hmm. to disregard 
something that's not going to benefit me. And this, this applies to any, everything. And I'm not Mm -hmm. just talking about like a situation. I'm talking about people too. Mm -hmm. I can easily, Mm -hmm. I have a very small circle of friends, extremely small. Right. And I'm talking, I'm very fortunate to be in and I'm, and well, (laughs) yeah. And I'm talking like of close friends where, you know, you kick it every so often, this and that, you know what I mean? Like I don't have that. Um, and I, it's for a reason. It's a purpose. Like I know who I am and I know how I operate. And if someone doesn't serve me well, uh-huh. I don't need you. And I can cut people off. No problem. Whether it's friends or family, it doesn't matter to me. If mm-hmm. there's no benefit between us or for myself and my growth, my development or my well-being, my happiness. Or even I, joy that comes yeah. from being simply with that person. Easy. Right. right. I, I can conveniently. And I think that's where a lot of people have trouble yeah. because we live in a society where we want approval and we seek approval yeah. and we want the Constantly. likes, we want the hearts, we want the reposts, we want all that shit. I can easily just say, nope, right. I'm good. I can go in the log cabin out in the woods by right. myself and I'll be fucking very happy. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. That but sounds pe- pretty convincing. Right? That sounds pretty enticing right now. I think but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, <laughs> be- it's being able to do that here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Being able to do that in a city, in a group of a lot of people. Yeah. And so that's how my, like, operation works. I just filter what I, what's important to me. Right. And if I don't. Right. I don't need it. You know? And I'm not going to sit there and and use anything like if i'm struggling on something like i'm either going to accept that i'm struggling or i'm going to accept yes i am struggling what can i do differently that'll benefit me i'm not going to sit there and dwell and like well fuck i'm just struggling i can't focus i can't do this i don't know what to do uh uh that does nothing for me so immediately it's like all right what's my what's my plan what do i got to do can i change it can i do something different what is it what do i look at what's and this feeling of me feeling frustrated trying to tell me what's yeah. the lesson that it's trying to teach me yeah. how can i overcome this objection and and where how can i improve from it where what hard work are you going to put into it yeah. to uh, to do that like and that's what i do like for me like i said like i started my little side business right mm-hmm. i didn't really know what i was getting into things and i'm like getting into these little like you know doing 3d printing and doing all this stuff and i'm like i've never fucking messed with that in a long time i mean i did in college a long ass time ago but guess what I had something I need to know. So what did I do? I teach myself. I learn. I go online. I'm reading about it. I'm this and this. I'm educating myself. If there's something I don't know, I have to teach it myself. Mm-hmm. I can't find. Yeah, it would be very convenient to find someone who knows how to do shit and say, hey, can you teach me? But if we don't have that, which I've never had in my whole life. Remember, I'm, I'm Mexican-American, man. I had to learn English on my own. Mexican American. You know, I, I, I knew English right away, but my, my, well, so I'm trying to say, like, yeah, yeah. my parents are from, they were from Mexico. I had to learn English. Right. I had to learn American culture. I had to learn all these things on my own, mm. you know, well, with my older brother here and there. But you see what I'm saying? So it's like, I've been in that state from a very young age where it's like, right. I'm in unknown territory. I don't know anything. I'm going to learn. Right. How do I talk to people? I'm going to learn. Oh, shit. Uh, talking to this person didn't work out burnt the bridge, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. Take the information I need from that. What did I learn from it? Don't do this. Don't behave like this. Cool. That friend's probably gone forever, but that's okay. I learned lessons from it. Now I'm going to apply it to the next. And so it's just constant. And to this day, like even now, like my current work and the current projects that I'm working on on the side, like there's things that I'm learning like, okay, shit, could have done that differently. Okay, cool. And you just got to keep growing, keep growing. But the moment you hitch a ride to something where you're like, Oh, I'm going down this path. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. That's where we get very destructive. That's where I feel a lot of people tend to live and they're, it's either becomes a thing where they don't know or they don't want or what kind of hard work can I put into this to change it? And I think that's where a lot of people need to really focus on is like something doesn't go your way. Something happening your way. Okay, cool. How can I pivot? How can I make it work for my benefit? But you got to be selfish about it. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds 
you know, counterintuitive, but I'm a very selfish person. And when I say that, I don't mean like I fucking hate people and I'm this and this. No. It's I'm selfish to who I am on things that I want, things I need. It's so self-care. so for me, yeah. I got kids and my wife, right? I'm I'm a selfish person, so I got to make sure part of that selfish goes into play with are they okay? Do they have what they need? Are they being taken care of? How can I support them? What can I do to make their life better? That's what I mean when I'm saying I'm a selfish person. So I will sit there and be like, okay, that means I got to work hard. I got to do this. I got to do that because I got to provide for them. I got to do this for them. That's what I mean by being selfish. So therefore, the outside world, ain't nobody going to stop me from achieving what I need because I have this objective that I need to take care of. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like for you, if there's things that you want, Mm -hmm. that's when I say like, hey, man, and again, I'm just saying it. I'm not telling you what to do because I get you. you know, but it's like be selfish about it. If there's a job that you want, be selfish about it. How can I achieve that job? Yep. What do I need to achieve that job? Right. You know, not everything is going to be fucking school, dude. I'll tell you right now. I went to school. I got my degrees. They're fucking useless to me. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of the school stuff is is it's it's an idea that you need to have. I saw this thing on on TikTok the other day. I was on TikTok. It was a uh, X Twitter, and this this girl, you know, I don't know what do they call it, Gen Y Z Alpha. Gen I, don't, Z. I don't know where we're at. Gen but anyways, they're like, I just did like school, and I got a bachelor's degree, and I got all this, and oh, I, I wanted that. to be a marketing. I saw, the, I saw that. And, you know, they're making two hundred thousand dollars, but I, they're I'm only sorry, gonna... honey. Let me just tell you the truth right now. You got to work your way up. Yeah, and yeah. that's but that's what I'm saying. That's the reality. A lot of people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you do have to put in the time. You do have to put in experience. Those are the kinds of comments that people were leaving. Like, like she needed to um, be more. She was oblivious and that she needed to understand this. Like, it wasn't like obvious from the get go. She could have been easily more educated or more informed on how that process works. But, uh, yeah, it's uh it's the sense of entitlement. It's the sense of idea that if you go to school and you get a degree mm-hmm. that instantaneously you're going to have XYZ jobs with it XYG, doesn't ever, it you doesn't know, pay. That and that, that's not how it works, unfortunately. Yeah. It's hard work. It's not because if that were the case, everyone in the system through school would get the same and, pay grade. And, and Okay. And, and to your point there, like, I'm, I'm just going to say this, like, you got to, people have to find a unique adoxo mm. value. Uh-huh. And that's what people don't understand because, again, I made the joke earlier about psychology. Dude, I can't tell you how many times at my current place of work I asked you know, some, of my, um, some of my people that, that have degrees, what are you going to school for? And, like, a lot of them are going psych- – they're, like, psychology. And I'm like, why? I'm like, you can't even really talk to anyone right now. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? But it was just, like, all of a sudden there's a lot. Right. And I'm like, okay, understand that you're now asking – my, my rule of thumb has always been this. Mm-hmm. This is what I learned in college. The moment you have an idea, mm-hmm. the moment you come up with an idea, understand that there's at least five other people that came up with that same idea somewhere right. in the world. Oh, and sure. so that's what people got to understand. So if you're going in, I'm going to go to get a degree in psychology, you got to understand you're not the only one you're that's the only thinking one. that. There's like probably a hundred of those just in your five, ten mile radius. Yep. Now you expand that to the world. So the idea becomes... How can you separate yourself from everyone else? What kind of value, what soul uniqueness can you bring to yourself mm-hmm. that is going to give you that value? Right. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Mm-hmm. And we're in a totally different world. The world today is not what it was no. 10, 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, people can make money all sorts of ways. I mean, shit, we have fucking OnlyFans nowadays. <laughs> By the way, that girl who uh, that, that went viral for that stuff, she has an OnlyFans, so I'm sure yeah. she's marketing well. Uh, <laughs> What are you looking for? <laughs> I was looking for the 
Yeah, that one. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, but anyways. So anyways. So all that stuff happened. But you recommended. I me, recommend you watch a movie. Yeah, and I actually, to tell the truth, watched that movie this morning because <laughs> I was trying to watch it last night, and I, I I got too wrapped up in my work and my homework and everything. Um, yeah. But uh, I had you watch Fight Club. Uh huh. And never was, seen it. I've never seen it. But two actors I'm very I'm very familiar with, Edward Edward Norton, and uh, Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt, my guys. Yep. I had to. Uh, I, it was an experience, man. I had, I had to watch this movie at like, cause I had work this morning and I had to watch this at like five thirty six a.m. in the morning if I wanted to time everything right. So that's yeah, a couple, couple watches you need to have and it's oh no, got its own sure. pace. It was, I'm just saying it was interesting timing for me to watch this thing. Yeah. And I was like very much like, what's your takeaway? I think you've recognized something in me. And there was a very specific reason why you showed this to me. I was expressing a lot of frustration with discipline, having due diligence to myself to do right by me, and to not go down a path of becoming so absorbed in something that I lose myself in the process. And this character that we follow, that Edward Norton's character... Um, to be honest, I don't actually remember if they have ever given him a name because I read that this his name look, is the the narrator. Right, the they don't give him a name. Right, so yeah. I did a little bit of research. He has he has he has a couple different names that he gives out when he right. joins some of the groups. With some of the, so this so yeah. this movie follows. We're gonna call him the narrator, or I'm gonna call him Edward, or whatever. You you know who I'm talking about, but like he he faces very heavy insomnia, can't sleep to the point of where he wants to like. He he's trying to convince himself that he will die of insomnia. You yeah. won't. You won't. He's die. super depressed. He's super depressed. Just he's trying the, to live up all these lifestyles and right. all these uh, certain quotas. And right. What you're expected to what, be. What you're exactly what you're expected to be. And I'm just gonna say right now, the scene that I saw when he was looking at when he was catalog ordering, you know, furniture. And then you see like a scan of his room. And you see everything that looks like like an order, like listen, like, like, like an IKEA page. Yeah. I was like, "Damn, I feel called out right now." <laughs> <laughs> like I immediately, it wasn't even like twenty minutes into the movie. I'm like, "Damn, I feel called out right now." Like I, I know what this is for. Like I immediately, when I saw, it, I was like, "I know where this is going." But there, there's more that meets the eye. There's more. Yeah. Th- there was more to it, and. um he he's very much convinced from going to the the doctors and such that there's nothing he can do. But then he, he's told, go to the support group, so you can know how how good how, your life is, how good it is, and how, how really shitty people is. have. Yeah, because you have it. You think you have a bad dude? Go to this yes. testicular cancer support group and see how shitty of a life they have it right now. Yep. And in a sick, twisted mind, you know, kind of way. He finds relief by going to not just this support group for this for the observance, being mindful and present in the moment of what these people are going through. Yeah. But because, oh wow, this actually does help me. If I go to other support groups, I I feel pleasure. I feel relief from this. I I. It's, I, it's his way to um, decompress. Decompress. He goes to yeah. other support groups that don't pertain to his needs. Yeah. And he gets not like a high, but he gets like a relief from it, which allows him to sleep. And then someone else comes into this picture and does basically the same thing and yeah. screws that up for him. And he's like thrown all all off again. 
Um, and I don't want to like say too much of the movie because I really do think it's, you sh- it's I, I a 1999 that- movie. If you haven't seen it, I don't. I know. I, know, I don't want to. I'm not the spoiler guy, obviously, but I'm just saying like there is something to take away from it yeah. that I feel like it's one. Of, the reason you gave me this movie movie is because there is there is an, a message given. There's a lot of themes actually yeah. given from this, and I I took some notes. I'm going to read them off here because sure. I because I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss anything. For me, this movie explores a few themes. Obviously, the one of like, like there's a lot of mental health like crisis mm-hmm. going on with this, right? And that, um, that hit a little close for home for me. There's another thing that I didn't describe earlier that I I experienced, but I'm not going to go into that because that's too personal. Yeah, no. But um, I gave you a big one for me. So I mean, if you could put two baby two steps to, baby <clears throat> steps if you can put two and two together you can already tell where i'm going with this but there's the theme of of managing your mental health and understanding the the balance of consumerism and the search for a meaningful existence in a materialistic world yeah right and 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 this is again 1999 so right. materialism back then was a lot of like Literal, the material. Literal Where now, things. the way we can translate that for 2023 is social media. Social I, media, that's the big thing I would... digital things, all that stuff. Yeah. Anything that gives you clout, following, yeah. acceptance, gratification, immediate gratification, actually, for that matter, right? Yeah. It delves into this idea that modern society and its obsession uh, with possessions and conformity can lead to a sense of emptiness and alienation. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's... Like when I went and, and, and the movie got really hard to watch, by the way, because I, okay, I will say one piece of this movie a little bit further about why it's called Fight Club, because you probably heard that. And you're like, wait, why is that called Fight Club? There is someone he meets that is also like in any because he, he's lost his home at this point. This home has been burned. He's lost all of his belongings. He's lost all of his materials, which is, I think, how it plays a really big part into why it's called Fight Club is that he feels he has no possession. He has nothing anymore. He has yeah. lost everything. And finds someone else that, while not on that same um, level of you know, admiration for things, they come together and they find this physical therapy that they could do with each other which Tyler is Durden, Brad Pitt's yep, character mm-hmm, yeah. t- yep yeah Brad Pitt's character where they fight each other yeah and it's, it, the same, lot- it's, it's the same result as if he was doing the groups but now right it's, it's not so much of like oh like you want to kill someone it's just right. the pain because that's what it is it's they want to feel the actual pain instead of having it of you want to feel mental the pain. pain right they having the physical you, pain and, of and, and a lot of times because if you and I imagine this if you have physical pain your mental focus goes towards that physical pain, and it's a distraction from that. That's what I took away from that. And they continuously do that, you know, over the course of the film. And uh, all of that really was to say, like, because it also, like, as a man, the film also really ex- examines, like, the darker side of, like, masculinity yeah. as well, and, like, the darker aspects of, like, a rebellious like movement and act, I guess. Right. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of how to be good and gracious to yourself and not let yourself go down such a path that you, you, you know, lose yourself. Yeah. All, all these themes bring me down to there's a balance that needs to be struck. Yeah. And which is something I've been striving for. There's a joy to be had in the things that you have in this present moment and to not find that immediate sense of this is what makes me, me, what makes you, 
me is the character I am. I am a sociable um, human being that loves to bring people together to have a good time. I'm expressive in the things I'm passionate for. I have an interest in learning about ongoing technology and games and media and also in a valuable amount, a considerable amount of interest in learning about people at large because I have that admiration for people. But what doesn't make me who I am is the the phone or the car or the watch or the furniture or the aesthetics that I carry. Those are a part of me, but they aren't me, right? Yeah. Like they're a piece of it. And they're accessories. Yeah, they're accessories, right? And that's how I choose to show you know, the parts of my life. That's, it's expressive. Yeah. Like you look, I mean, the classic example I think is you look at someone's home, you could see a pieces of how they express themselves and who they are, right? But that's not who they are, right? And this this character, the narrator, right, he he very much attached himself to those yin and yang things that he had. Yeah. Oh, it's all gone. I have nothing. Wow. It's all gone. There's no meaning to this life that I have anymore. How do I die? Yeah. Right? Like that's... And while I don't think I was facing a materialistic no, entirely, it's the way it's well, we translated it. I know right. that's not what you're having, but it's translating to people need gratification well, it's in inter- social media. It's interesting you say that, though, because I know that was your focus. But when I saw that, though, because I'm going to be very blunt and open here, and, and I have a live audience here who's listening, so I know she'll, she'll nod yes or no if this is correct. <laughs> there are moments where I do feel, if I'm being open and honest, materialism does matter to me sometimes yeah see she goes "Mm," you know kind of like yes no maybe so but like i i sometimes spend so much time in the moment talking about i'm gonna give you a hypothetical here yo i got this new nintendo switch and it's got this and that and this and that did you see this did you see that and i'm like so amped up on it that rick you could be like greg shut up already no, but see that's that's fine. Like that's it's that's fine, but it's unhealthy. I have a I have sometimes an unhealthy balance of that though. Well, I guess okay, if 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 that's your view of it then sure. Well, I'm saying there are two things I saw within that. I saw yeah. that and I saw what you were trying the, the main thing which was tying it back to social media. No, no, I'm talking about that. Like it's yeah. it's fine to have those things like if you're right. cuz we are I mean, dude, you look at my around my room right now. I got all these no, fucking I know that. action figures and shit like that, but yeah. the thing is, that's that's just satisfaction. That's satisfaction. all that is. You're get, you're getting something that's making you happy. It's, that's a way of doing joy whether you're able to do it with something you can buy, somewhere right. you can go, a fucking a sunset, it doesn't matter. That's just happiness. So that there's a difference between getting something and it brings you joy versus the compulsion of I need to have it because I got it. It's limited. It's exclusive and you don't have it. Ha ha ha. And that's different. Or, or taking that because someone else would appreciate that of me. And yeah. that's if I'm 1000% honest with you, a lot of the time I would do that. And I'm trying so hard to change that right now. Change what we would say that again. I'm trying to change the idea that, remove pluck the weed out of my life where i buy things or i consume things or show things that i own for the satisfaction and gratification of others see and that right there you just got to flip it to where it's for you right but but see that's the thing it is for me but it's also but i've also entangled it somehow to other people but that's that's right so that's where that's where my my advice comes into play where you strip it you got to work on it but you strip it because like for me if i buy okay i bought the newest 
fucking I don't know you bought shoe or yeah, the new right that, Spider-Man. The, the Spider-Man collectors yeah, yeah, sure, sure. and I'm showing it if I put it on social media to show it I'm not doing it because I'm trying to flex I'm not doing it because I want the life because you I'm like doing it. it because I love this thing and I'm just sharing it with you guys sure. and that's it like it doesn't go any further than that and if you do that great you don't you just got to remove that little thread if you have it in your head like Oh, I need to do it because I want people to see. Fuck yeah. that, dude! Just do it for yourself, man. It's hard. Whether people like it or not, it's or hard. View it because I'm such I'm such a a like people pleaser, or I I can be because I like bringing people together. Yeah. That that part gets so, attached to it, and I don't want people to know me for just these things. I want people to know and appreciate. If you care and have that consideration enough for me as a human being there's more to me than just mario there's more to me than just apple or um because i'm a big apple guy or like yeah. the uh like you're the music t- i like the weekend and all you're that not stuff typecasted right? to those yeah, type there you go i'm not typecasted to these things yeah. and i i'm trying to strike a balance because you're right i have so, to, be able to pluck that thread yeah of doing this for me because I do want to, but I've somehow at some point in my life gotten that the two entangled together. And that's where it gets confusing because somebody says, well, why? I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you're saying right now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But anyone who knows me like on a, on a considerable level, my family, you in this case specifically know how hard it is for me to essentially separate and disassociate the two apart from each other. And that's where I'm. That's where so I'm challenged with. one of the other. There's a lot of themes in this movie. Yes, right. And so right, one right. of the main themes because I'm going to share my crazy, my please, craziness. Please, please, because I'm. I, I do consider myself a psycho here <laughs> on this particular thing. <laughs> I joke about it all the time, but it, this is really. I mean, this is. I'm going to give. I'm going to give everyone my secret. That laugh is not to laugh at you, by the way. I'm like just laughing at whether you laugh or not at me or not. I don't yeah, care. Well, well, I'll look, laugh I, with you, bro. I, look, I, <laughs> I'm trying to make so, sure my intentions are clear. Like so I'm spo- laughing at spoiler for yeah. the movie. Okay, you learn about Edward Norton's character and then you learn about Tyler Durden, but you, you realize in the movie, when you watch it, you find out that um, Tyler Durden is actually a personality that Edward Norton's character has had developed. suppressed and he developed. And it was really, really trying to um, show and do things that he would want to do, you know, and there's even times where it takes over him while he's still, when we're still seeing Edward Norton versus Brad Pitt's character, like right. when he quits his job or beats his, beats his own ass right. uh, at his job. That was a fantastic scene. <laughs> uh, but what I took away, cause I seen this movie a long time ago, again, 1999 movie. And my biggest thing was, and again, this is my craziness. So whatever, whether it makes sense or not, it, this is how I cope with things. It's the idea of, multiple personalities so this is where i really lean into this like this is my therapy this is what i do see i don't believe all these other things that we talked about earlier right i what i do is i compartmentalize every little event or anything into a personality i have within myself so i consider you do that yeah i feel like i have like seven or eight different versions of myself well that would explain how you could argue both sides of a coin or an argument exactly yeah it's, 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 it's fucking art, dude. <laughs> but no, seriously. The, so I have like my depression version, but the thing is, like I was saying earlier, I, I don't find value in it. So I have my main, that version of me that everyone gets at face value. But then what I do is I siphon the things from other versions of myself to help me with my life, to help me progress and to help me keep me on track because I, I'll get you, I'll tell you right now. Sure. I can be depressed as hell if I really wanted to. Right. I can be all that, but it doesn't give me any value. It doesn't, it doesn't benefit me in any way. So I don't do it. 
I choose not to do it. Not saying that it's a choice, but for me it is, and I choose not to, but I'll take away how it benefits me and, and, and where it's at. So when I do get my all time low, which happens very rarely where I'm like truly depressed and I don't want to talk to people and do anything. I then try to lean into my other versions of myself to try and siphon how I can overcome that and how I can bring the positive, how I can bring the strength or whatever I need right. to overcome that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's sides of me like where it's really over the top outgoing where I'm a little looney tune. Yep. Yeah. Some of my people have experienced that, you know, and that's fine. That's a different version of me. That's not me. That's a different version of me within myself and I'll take elements. So that's, that's what I'm trying to say. This is what, this is my... Again, it's fucking crazy, but this is what I always tell people. It's like, we all want to live so many different ways and we all want to please so many different ways. At the end of the day, you get to discover which is your primary version of yourself that you want to be. And this is where me coming into play when I say, I don't give a fuck. I use my old model. Fuck it. Or that's a you problem or whatever the case may be. That's where it comes into play. Because again, I really focus on what benefit am I going to get out of this? If I'm mad at you for something, what benefit am I going to get out of that? You know, if I don't like you, I don't like you. Uh Simple as that. For whatever reason I have. At that point, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm not going to insult you behind your back or anything like that. If I don't like you, I don't like you. And I'll just move on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We have a mutual person of interest. I'm not going to say the name. I think you know who I'm talking about. Mm. Um, I won't say his name or anything, but that's that that's a particular person where I'm just like, I can, you bring no value to my life. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit there and talk ill about the person or whatever, right? Because what benefit do I have being mad about someone that probably doesn't give a shit about me, right? So I'm just going to move on. People that do care, hey, I hear you, I listen to you, this and this. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do me. I'll take whatever you can offer to help me. Um, but that's about it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I got to take care of myself and I have to go on that journey myself and figure it out you know again it's it's crazy the way i operate and fucking may not make sense but Mm -hmm. i feel that's where a lot of people don't know like to your point earlier like yo there's an entanglement no man there's there's different versions of you within you you got to embrace them yeah you know there's the greg that's fucking mario 100 then there's the greg that's you know fucking artistic not autistic artistic as fuck (laughs) um that can create stuff that can put these fucking videos that you make like it's fucking magic bro like you do a lot of great stuff and then there's another version of greg that does you know knows everything about apple that has retail experience that has this then there's another version of greg that does like you have so many different versions of yourself within ourselves we just don't we don't take the time to appreciate ourselves on what it is that we're doing and how each one benefits us because whether that version of mario gray obsessed there's the negative part where you may be too much and it's like, fuck dude, calm down. Or it might be like, it's enough to someone, but you just siphon what's benefit from this, mm. the excitement, the passion, all this great, you know? Okay. Someone told me, fuck, I might be a little mad extra. All right, let me tone that down a little bit, but let me put that to my main pot of, of Greg, you know, bam, there's this, that's how I fucking do everything, dude. Mm. Like I have to continue, it's continuously of, teach. It's a lot of mindfulness of yeah. recognizing reading energy in the room, being in the moment, a be able to recognize yeah. what someone takes of it and what's too much and what's maybe, or maybe not enough. But what's most important is yourself is, is yeah. you, how does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Where are you at? This is why I like, you know, I tell you like, I can give a shit about expectations. Mm-hmm. I, my expectation is Rick expectation mm-hmm. and Rick expectation might not be being a billionaire, fucking Bruce Wayne type of motherfucker. Right. It might just be, Hey, you know what? I get to come home. There's, I got some people I can take care of. 
I can play with some fucking Legos or play with a video game or do something, create things that bring me joy. And you know what? That's enough. Yeah. I accept that. It's good. I don't need this crazy job. There's people that I know where they're like, hey, man, I work at this job for X amount of years and I'm okay with it. I And that's the big thing that people that can't do is they can't accept the realisticness of themselves. Uh-huh. And there isn't. There is no such thing as I got to live up to this hype. Mm-hmm. That's all fabricated. That's all generated. You know, when we're born, yes, like for me, my kids, I wish for them that the best they can have. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to support them no matter what. If they go on and become highly successful, fantastic. If they become successful where they're happy, fantastic. The only thing I'm not going to allow them to do is to struggle. You know, I am going to challenge them in the right ways, but I don't want them to struggle. I want them to be happy. At the end of the day, as long as they're fucking happy and they're alive and they can provide for themselves, great. You know, that's it. I'm not going to pressure them into anything extra. See, on that note, though, a lot of what you said, you know, my parents ever listened to this. I don't know if they do. I feel like that's very much what they would say to me. They would tell me, do what works for you. I know I can hear my mom right now telling me, we support you on what you choose to do. We support you on what works for you, you just got to make it happen. And the part that gets stuck, it gets so hard for me is when I feel, and this may be something that's a bit more personal and I apologize if this is getting too deep, you know, into um, personal matters, but I feel there's a lot of conflict even within that sentiment that's given because I sense and feel this energy that, almost seems like it's contradictive or doesn't there's still in the back of their minds this this expectation that i have to fulfill that i have to but at the end of the day that's where and that's where you got to come in for yourself and tell yourself this is okay like regardless even if there's like yeah this this and this but deep down you know there's like that backhand of like well shit i wish you were doing more you just got to be like nah at the end of the day Hey, I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate that's what you're saying to me. But like if my kids, if, if they, they don't want anything else, like I tell them, you know, do this and this. And they're like, no, I'm cool with this and this. Okay, that's fine. Hey, as long as you, if, long as you can live and you're happy, that's all I fucking care. I can care. You know what I mean? If you don't want to listen to me, you don't want to do what I'm talking That's fine too. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel a lot of people nowadays, especially with the, the, the growth of social media, it's not even just family, it's peers, it's it's the world perception of everything where it's like, you got to meet this hype. And it's like, nah, dude, just chill out, work at your pace, work what works for you, be selfish about yourself and whatever makes you happy, that then great, lean into that. You don't, you don't, there's, you got to, the challenge is to eliminate expectation. And it's very difficult. I mean, fuck, dude, watch damn Spider-Man <laughs> into the Spider-Verse. That was the whole thing is this expectation that they had for miles. And he's like, no, I'm going to make my own journey. I'm going to make my own expectations. And as long as you do your own and you're working towards it, you're putting that hard work to it and you'll be happy, you know? So whatever it is, that's why I was telling you that be selfish, whatever you want. Like what does Greg want? Whatever Greg wants work towards that. It doesn't matter who in your life says anything. It's all noise. You can listen, siphon the stuff that benefits you and the rest chuck it there's no need for it you know and and i know that's a challenge i mean like i said i is that's I've, why i gave the context i gave earlier because yeah. that is absolutely a challenge but it is not one that i sweep under the rug yeah it, it 
no matter how like your challenges may be right here my challenges could be like way up here making it yeah. feeling like a heavier weight but that doesn't mean i get to chop that off in half and throw that piece under the rug to make myself feel normal that means i'm being complacent with myself recognizing that there's still something there and i'm ignoring it i don't want to do that but it feels like i have been and so i'm trying to not do that anymore but um but yeah so that was one of the big things why i showed the film because and it's a good film it was the idea of what it can lead to as far as who you really want to be and you know that's why like the aspect of different personalities come to come to light and it's also you watch split yeah yeah i I feel like that's also kind of plays into like a little bit, a yeah. little bit. Not, not, not. I mean, that one's more obviously creepy, but <laughs> <laughs> that one's more comic booky. But yeah, well, I know, I know, but you know, like, I know that's a very popular multi personality disorder kind of film, and yeah. and, and well, again, I want to make sure that the, the theme I'm taking away is not multi personality. But I mean, I, I it's, it, I mean, it isn't, it isn't. But it's, right. it's, it's how you can use it for your benefit is where I'm getting at with it, mm-hmm. because that's like I said for me personally, that's how I operate. This is why a lot of times, like, I'm very, I'm told that I'm very chill, don't care, this and this. I can be a great A asshole. I can be a fucking angel. I can do all these things, you know, to your point earlier. I can argue all the different sides because perspective of every point of view is important to me because you can learn a lot and you take what's beneficial. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to, like, really convey to our listeners and to everyone is just, Take the stuff that matters that can help you and everything else is fucking noise. You know, if if it means losing a friend, great. If it means losing a family member, great. If it means leaving your job, great. Because if, it didn't bring value to me. There's in the first no place. there's nothing yeah, there's, so there's why hold on to it? you're you're surrounding yourself around things that are holding you either right. back or suppressing you. And that's where I'm trying to get at is that you can overcome these things, but you gotta you gotta know what you want. And you got to know how yeah. to navigate it. And that's why, like with me, I use this this uh, tactic of, you know, different versions of myself within me. I know I'm a crazy person, but that's how I do it, you know? I got to compartmentalize the depression slash anxiety of shit, you know? When I let those things overtake me, and I know when they do it, I've had two, maybe three events in my life where I allowed it to overtake me. It fucking serves me no purpose. Like, it derails me. Like literally off the rails, I'm on, fuck, I was on a train on Wyoming and I just jumped off and I'm on a train in fucking Texas. That's how far I derailed. You know what I'm saying? Um, one recent, not too long ago, like last year happened to me, more work related. I allowed myself to lean into something and it derailed me. You know, um, another time we're with GameStop where I used to work at GameStop and we got robbed because I got robbed so many fucking times there. And I allowed um, yeah. my anxiety overtake a certain thing after I had a panic attack, the whole nine yards come to find out it was just a simple little nothing. And I'm like, why did I, why? And that's when I was like, fuck this. I'm never going to allow that to happen. Fuck panic attacks. Kiss my ass, you know, anxiety. Yeah. Fuck that. So yeah. I got to really process what I'm going through yeah. to understand it. Like, okay, this is what's happening. Boom, 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 boom. Because it didn't benefit me. I'm trying way. to really hard. And I know we're probably going to close out here in a minute oh, or good. so, but, uh, I really want to, um, I really have been trying hard to unattach the ownership that we subconsciously make of these things that a lot of people I mentioned earlier have a lot of oversaturation on the use of these words on like depression, anxiety, things similar to that. Right. Um, 
and again, I don't, let me be very clear, I don't want to belittle or make anyone feel less than of what they say they go through, what they experience. But like also, like you said earlier, you're not the only one. And so some things I know when it gets heavy are disorders, diagnosis. That's, that's what it's given. But there are people who write these things off to write it off and be done with it. Right. That's, that's ignoring it. Right. So for me, and, and if you if you find any of you find resonation with this, please, I encourage you to practice doing the same. I start leaning in heavily on verbiage and how that subconsciously makes all the difference. I think I've talked about this last episode a little bit. The words that you use, you saying it out loud, because once it's said, you can't take it back. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's, li- kind of. it's literally writing your future, right? If you want a certain outcome, a trajectory to shift because you anticipate something coming, if you take the time to slow down, to speed up, if that makes sense, you can have a very different outcome from what you were anticipating. It may not be your full desired outcome, yeah, but it could very much be less than what you were anticipating. So what I'm getting at is instead of an example, instead of saying my depression or my anxiety, start saying things more like, This is excite. I'm experiencing anxiety, or I'm experiencing a depressive episode. It begins to remove that subconscious ownership of something because were you born? Not I mean, not everyone has this, and so I'm again. I'm trying to be very careful with my word selection here, like I've been saying, because I have a disorder. I have a chemical imbalance as well as my siblings in this matter with autism. So I get it for people that do, but. Not everyone is born with this. So why are you going to give yourself something that you weren't genetically given? Start telling yourself, if you want to overcome that objection in your life, start telling yourself it's the anxiety that I continued and have, the anxiety I have been experiencing, I feel anxious, I feel depressed, but not my depression, my anxiety, it removes that ownership in the back of your mind because by doing that, you trick yourself into thinking it'll never go away. Yeah. When really, if unless you have like, and I'm telling you, like, you have to like seriously have a diagnosis and 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 you know science and doctors to back this up for you. Which again, I think I made it clear. I'm speaking to the people who write this off as like an, as an excuse, right? So I'm talking to those people right now. I'm not talking to people that actually have this as a diagnosed issue. Um, medically, um, I'm talking to the people that write this off an excuse. If you want to overcome something, start telling yourself this is something that you can overcome. Start talking about instead of one day, start turning it into day one. Yeah. Start saying this is something you're facing, not something you are stuck with. Yeah. Because then you you subconsciously get stuck. It's all mental. It's it's mentality. It's it's mental shift, and that's why I say. My life has had a challenge shift to kind of bring it all back full circle. And I'll take another step and people will hate me. Fucking stop talking. Just do it. <laughs> that's really the idea. I mean, that's really the idea because it's all about the immediate gratification, the likes and stuff that we talk about. Right. Like, again, it's, you, it's, it's, it's the that, hard work, man, that, that nobody wants to you, do. If it's that important to you, do 
something about it. At the end of the day, listen, man, at the end of the day, whether it's genetics, you're born with it or not, or you're whatever. And again, I don't mean to sound like an asshole. And I know I, I, know I am going to sound like an asshole. And that's fine. I accept it. <laughs> it's just do it. Like there's no, there's no doctor. Thanks, there's no, you got it. Uh, <laughs> there's no doctor. There's no pill. There's no person. There's no one out there that is going to make it go away. Make it go away. The only person that can handle it is yourself. Because you know yourself, and that's where I, that's where my thought process comes. The, it's like yeah. you got to just take the action of just hey, you know what? When you do feel that depressive state, you know, fuck. Why am I depressed? X Y Z. Cool. That's cool. the information. How do I? How do you erase everything else? Yes, erase all the extra data. Right. Just the the, the reason why you're there is because this, this, and this. How can you fix those th- three things? What are things you can do to uh, course correct that? E- That's how I see it. I Easier mean, said than done, of course. But how are you going to get out of something if thing, it's not important to you? But that's what I'm saying. Like, And again, I don't sound like an asshole. I don't think it's that hard. There I said it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know people are like, you're, you're crazy. They're probably creating a voodoo doll me so I can start feeling more pain. <laughs> but that's my thing, though, dude. Like, I just feel... That we can do it. We just, we hold our, people hold ourselves back for whatever reasons. And those reasons we won't always know. Only you know those reasons, those whatever reasons, right? But that, what you're saying is, in your eyes, it seems easy. For others, it's, 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 it's adjust for you. And it's, it's and it's an experience. Right. The thing is, though, here's the thing, too. It's an experience Mm -hmm. because this is my thing. Like I said earlier. I had to learn everything on my own for the most part. Right. Right. Because my parents didn't, they're, again, they're immigrants. They didn't really know the language or anything. So I had to learn. So from a very young age, Mm -hmm. you know, I was built to just learn on your own. Oh, you're having a challenge with this? Fucking figure it out. Ain't nobody there to say it. There's nobody there. And this is where I'm saying, like, at this point in time, at this era of people, and I'm talking mainly towards, like, the current generation, probably my age, um, people who are having kids and raising kids and things like that, don't fucking expose them to these fucking terms, to these to chemicals that can try to fucking have them learn at a young age how to go through the job of overcoming how it. to discipline how yourself. to discipline yourself, how to do this shit. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm saying. Because at this point, like your point, you're at this state. This is the state you're in. Now we gotta, you know, we gotta now make, gotta we, make gotta, shift. we gotta make some lemonade here, man. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta make the adjustments, and that's, right. and I get that. But I'm talking about the very, very young age. Like, don't get me wrong. Like my kid, my eldest, I, and I said this before, and I'm gonna be a little extra vulnerable here, sharing a little too much. But like, there was a point where I thought my kid might have had AD, ADHD. He might fucking have it now, but I was never. Never was I ever going to go to a fucking doctor and have him get diagnosed and put all this bullshit in his head and then start giving him some shit. Never. I will sit there and I will fucking go through the growing pains of figuring out how can we overcome this? What can I do differently as a parent? What can I do to teach you better? What are skill sets I can give you? That's how I my mind works mm-hmm. on how I try to see things. And I feel that it's just way too fucking easy nowadays for people to go, well, you know, this is what's happening. Let me take them here. Boom, done. And that's that. But again, it's the level of experience because I've gone through a lot of this shit. And I've when I first had my panic attack, I didn't even know it was a fucking panic attack. I don't know what it was. I call it adrenaline. I was like, dude, I'm having a really bad adrenaline attack right now. Mm. And then I discovered what it was, and I right. was like, okay, 
this is what it is. This is how I can, this is how I'm going to overcome it. Cause I didn't like the feeling or nothing like that. So again, I'm not saying anything as far as like just anything. It's just, it's a level of where we're at. But why I'm trying to say is that I know it's hard for some people, right? It's just put the fucking work in. That's all I'm trying to say is that we got to find a way. There is, there's got to be a way where you can overcome it. The magic that many of us are looking for lies in the effort and work that you have yet to put in. Yeah. If you're not putting anything into it, like how you said earlier, then fuck. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, and I applaud you, man. I appreciate you so much on being aware of it and still trying to make those changes. Like that's hard shit right there. And, so you're doing the work. And being around people that are in my life or in my age group or similar to, it gets really difficult to hear like what they're what they're doing to um overcome this and to fix this and i go well i know you're not trying to belittle <laughs> my work but gosh like i'll be honest and I'm, this is not about making anyone feel more or less than between each other but with all due respect what are you doing again yeah <laughs> you like know what what yeah and again yeah. it's not a competition but i'm saying you speak so highly. It's substance. You speak yeah. of the substance of it, but you don't actually put the work. work in. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing. Like, that's my biggest thing that I right. have with it. And that's why, like, I don't want to sound like an asshole or anything, but it's it's what I look at. I do the yeah. eye test and I ask myself, well, what work is being put into this? Like, what are we doing before we right. get to that? Before point, we get to this point, you know, right. what are we Have doing? we evaluated everything that we've exhausted? Have we exhausted yeah. everything before getting to this Cause point? Because I've met a lot of people, man, through yeah. whether it's work or just friends that I know. And I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm just like, what? Like, what, what did you do differently beforehand? Well, two things. Again, I'm going to reiterate the last one I just said. The magic you're looking for lies within the work and effort you have yet to yeah. put in, right? I'm going to live by those words because I think that encapsulates all of this yeah. pretty nicely. Because you're doing a lot um, of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. But also, too, and it's very important I say this, this is where mindfulness it comes in. And that's something you mentioned that you were trying to practice on, right? So I think what I've taken away is, and I learned this from my mother, adjust do this, like, you know, just do it, right? Nike, yeah. right? Like I said earlier, just do it. It's pretty big words, right? Just do it. Adjust for you may not be adjust for me or for someone else, right? Your sentiment of just do this is is there. I don't discredit, I, especially because I know you. I know what you mean. I know where you come yeah. from. However, it's having that, this is where the mindfulness comes into play. It's being present with someone. That's why I expressed in my, my live stream that I outcried to. I said, <laughs> I want someone to listen yeah. because I feel what everyone's trying to give to me. But adjust for you, man, may not exactly be an immediate adjust for me. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but it's going to take me time to get to that yeah what you consider just for you. But I feel it and I get it. I'm not saying what you're giving me is bad. Yeah. I know where your intentions are. But to some people who may be even lower than me yeah. or even lower than them, that can but come that's, off really strong. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I'm saying. How, I get it. And that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. the experience level. Right. So like that's why I use the example like for in this the moment, younger this the younger the younger people. Yeah, this yeah you're 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 I'm putting at. in the work. You're doing you're at this 
experience, you know, you need to level up some more here and there. Great. Right. And that's what I'm saying is just at an early age, right? Like this has nothing to do with you, no, but like sure. an early age for other people, it's like, we got to, we got to change how we approach this and start doing it more and more of like, where are we, where are we starting from? Right. Where's the work starting from before we get to that? Right. right. Because had we done more, you know, mm. open minus exposure to these things earlier on, it'd probably be a little bit different. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I do. And so that's what I'm saying. Like to your point, you're talking about how like people are like, oh, you know, it's people who understand it. And then there's people who are just use it as a thing. The people who use it as an excuse, they're the ones that is putting that false, mm-hmm. like you said, that false narrative, that false information and stuff like that. And it but makes it harder for the people who are. Yeah. And so by the time they really do are experiencing these things when they're older, they don't know what to do because they haven't been putting in the work. They've just been leaning into the, uh, oh, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. And it's like, come on, man. So, and I know it's a challenge. Like I said, fully, fully understand what you're saying. Um, you. And I'm there, Thank dude, you. I've been your biggest supporter from the jump, man. I know. For since GameStop days, baby. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, we've had so many powwow sessions. God, I can't even, can't yeah. even count them. Yeah. You know, always rooting for you, man. You too. So I'm very glad that, you know, I'm very happy that you're put in. That's why I'm glad that when you did your video, like I'm just like I was just listening. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that we're here doing this cast. It's like the movie Edward Norton; he just goes and listens to other people. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and that's what gives them understanding. Like, okay, because they they just say they don't they don't give feedback, they don't anything. It's just hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what happened the other day. This is what I experienced. All right, man. Thanks for sharing. Take 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 what you want from that as you will. I don't I don't need everyone to always come to me in. Some people support in ways that they feel is best because it makes them feel comfortable about the moment. Yeah. When someone's upset or yeah. or a loss or frustrated <laughs> or something. And I go, sure. Like you wanna like you wanna hug me or you wanna pat my back or tell just tell me everything's okay. Oh, you are so right. Oh yeah, yeah you're okay. No, that's pity. I won't I don't, do that to, I don't need you. that. I don't ever do it to you. No, I know you have it. <laughs> I know you have it. You're like Rick. Or you're like Greg, get up off your ass. I feel like I feel like I'm more of a jerk, man. I feel like I challenge you a lot. Yeah, I yeah. know you do, and that's why you're my mentor. That's why we're here. So, my man. Yeah, something else, dude. Well, everyone, I hope uh, I hope you got to understand me a bit better, and uh, maybe one of these days we'll have to break Rick apart, figure out more about him. <laughs> I said I remember in the beginning, like one of the first, the first or second episode, we were talking about. Well, one day you'll figure out more about us. And I think this. I think this. This was big. This, this was, was a big one. I so, appreciate you. Man. You had the courage to share it. That's I, awesome, dude. Thank you. Yeah, you know, is is unique, man. Yep. And I think this is good. It's good stuff. Good perspective on uh, things becoming. As far as breaking me, man. Good luck with that. Because like I said, I got like a bunch <laughs> well, of different you, ricks. Well, you know what? Well, <laughs> well, you know what? I feel. I f- I feel strengthened now. I feel yeah. good. So we'll start our own fight club. <laughs> you just can't talk about it. I'll start, own, I'll start my own fight club with a blackjack and a hookers. <laughs> Freaking Bender. I love Bender, man. Did you, hey, before we end, did you see new Futurama? Did you watch the new I've season? seen the first episodes. Okay. I haven't. I've been waiting I haven't finished it yet. Please do, though. It, it's it's good. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm enjoying it. It's it's really good. So Yeah, man. Yeah. I, have, I have to... Uh, I was waiting for all the episodes to come out and then I'll, I'll watch them because I, I watched like the first two and then I'm like, damn, I got to wait another week because they're like weekly episodic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate you if you stuck around this long. I hope it helped you to, uh, hope it enlightened you to understand myself a bit better and uh, whether you enjoyed or find some resonation with it, I'm happy that I, I was able to share because that's what it's all about. I, I want to share my findings so it makes it easier for others. 
And uh, that's the Dokso way. So Yeah, man. No, that's good. This is good stuff. Like cool. I said, I'm sure people hate me, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, people are going to hate, but that's all right. But like I don't you care. Said it, you, exactly. I, again, it brings... People are going to hate, but we don't care. Hey, if my name's in your mouth, great. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right. See you next week. See how ruthless see I am? Next, see you next time. I don't time. care. <laughs> see you next time, y'all. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Doxo Cast. Be sure to follow us at Doxo Cast on our Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for more content and updates.